What's up, guys, and welcome back to Beyond, Beyond the Void. Void Horror Podcast. That's right, it's episode 191. I am Alex. And I'm Christina. And we are your hosts. Beyond the Void. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Christina just stares at me and it makes me feel really uncomfortable. I huh? don't know what to say. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, guys, thank you guys for stopping by this week. We got some fun fucking, well, let's just say bizarre 80s movies that you may or may not want to check out. <laughs> These are legitimately bizarre, so bad it's good kind oh, of uh, movies. It's really kind of just bizarre. Right. <laughs> it's really bizarre. Uh, there's a lot of really good information, though, that I found on these movies, too. So oh, I didn't yeah? want to go buck wild because one of the movies we're going to break down pretty heavily uh, towards the end. Uh-huh. Uh, so it'll be the last movie, Night Train of Terror. Wait, Night Train yeah. of Terror. Night Train to Terror. To Terror. God damn it. I couldn't do it. <laughs> so I hope you guys will stick around for that as we do our breakdowns and make fun of the movie and its ridiculousness because it's pretty crazy. It is crazy. Uh, and, and we do this out of out of love, guys. You know, just like the MST3K guys did, just as the Riff Track guys do it. This is a labor of love, you know, to make fun of them. It's like brotherly right. love. <laughs> but the movies we're going to be talking about this week are Blood Beat from 1983 and Night Train to Terror. 1985. That's right. Two movies I picked up from Vinegar Syndrome. So if you guys are looking to pick these very obscure films up, you can pick them up from them. Um, I don't know if they're still having their sale anymore, but I love ordering from Vinegar Syndrome in one year. I'm hoping that I can do their little subscription thing for like horror and exploitation so that I just get every single copy of their stuff in the mail. (laughs) And just try it out, you know, because I'm willing to watch a lot of crap. Yeah, you are. (laughs) Every day. It's true. I really don't mind. I I mean, especially if it's from the 80s. Right. It's, if it, it goes past the 80s, I'm a little less... I don't know <laughs> why it is. Why is that? Why is it? Is it because trash it's, from the 80s and 90s is better than the trash from today? Uh, see, I don't think so. I don't it's know. your nostalgia. It's your decade. Yeah. I'm old. You are old. <laughs> He's frowning. <laughs> It's okay. You're only a little bit older than me. I think it might be that time. What time is it? Horse shots! (laughs) 
Alright guys, so today for the horror shot, we decided to pick the movie Night Train to Terror, an anthology movie that, that we thought fit because there was a word or a phrase that was said in this movie and I was like, that's the shot. And she was like, yep. <laughs> yep. We looked at each other, we locked arms and had an <laughs> arm wrestle on the ground and she won. But <laughs> why couldn't we just high five? I don't know. It just sounded weird. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so in the movie, there's this B-roll, I call it, but it's actually really what ties the whole anthology together where God and the devil are sitting there talking. And they mention what the train is because somebody asked them, like, what what are we on? And he was like, well, some people call it the highway to heaven or the what are the train track to heaven? Yeah, something like Or the that. railway to heaven. Right. And the others call it Satan's cannonball. So today's shot <laughs> is, of course... Satan's cannonball. And it looks absolutely disgusting. It looks cool as shit, actually. I feel like we actually are like a barista here. Uh, You know, like some sort of, uh, you know, cool people. It's floating. So what we did is pretty simple ingredients, guys. What you're going to want to do is you're going to get any kind of vodka that you like. You're going to fill that up. You're going to put your cherry in. It'll fit nestled right in the bottom there. Just get the small cherries, by the way. You don't want to get the big ones because you don't want to fucking choke on it, okay? Um, Because you're going to slam the cherry cherry down too because it's the fireball get it red cherry fireball got it okay now you're gonna take some tapatio uh whatever hot sauce that you're really feeling up to it if you really want to go balls to the wall and burn your esophagus go for it get some black widow whatever the fuck it is that chili that white chili pepper or something yeah like if you want to be like really stupid about it go ahead and do that (laughs) (laughs) we just put tapatio because we're not crazy like you fucking amazing people are anyway So we made the shot this time, but we're also going to be putting up a video of us taking a shot later in the week uh, this week. So when you hear this, stay tuned to our social media on like Instagram, Reddit, Facebook, those three places in particular, and Twitter, of course. Did I say Twitter? You did right now. Well, now they're going to be on all of them. So, um, But here's to... Night train to terror. Night train to terror. Click, click, click. What do we say? Is there some special thing we should say? No, let's just take it. All right. You're going to drink the cherry? No. You're going <laughs> to... Christina! Try. You're no fun. You're not helping. I just want to get over with. <laughs> oh, God. <sighs> yeah, um, you might not want to drink the cherry. <laughs> I was choked. <laughs> That's going to hurt my stomach. I like it. I like, I used to have these kind of drinks all the time, vodka and hot sauce. It's good. Uh huh. Yeah. Okay. En fuego. Feels like it's going to kill my corona. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know about the cherry, by the way, guys. I think that was a bad idea. Maybe just stick a toothpick in it and put it in there to kind of, you know, look nice and then eat the cherry afterwards. Just FYI. But yeah, that was Satan's Cannonball. <laughs> but anyway, guys, so if you would like to try a Satan's Cannibal, all you got to do is go to longlivethevoid.com and check out our hashtag horror shot section. Don't forget to follow us on social media so you can see us take the shot and look like idiots or alcoholics, whatever you prefer. But that's it for horror shots. All right, guys. So now we're going to go ahead and jump into our flesh and potatoes of Blood Beat from 1983 and Night Train to Terror. From 1985. God. <laughs> right now. 
Christina, go ahead. You can start up the first one, which we go in chronological order here when the movies came out, because sometimes movies do borrow from each other. And we come across so many damn fucking coincidences on this podcast. We have to now. <laughs> so many coincidences. It's true. We don't even talk about them anymore. They happen so frequently. Right. So go ahead. So Bloodbeat is about a woman who lives in deer hunting country in rural Wisconsin. Wisconsin. Is possessed by the spirit of a Japanese samurai warrior. In you Wisconsin. had struggling a little I bit was. there. <laughs> this is a shot. A Japanese. Japanese samurai warrior. warrior. All in right. Wisconsin. <laughs> the tagline is Who can survive its reign of terror? Wow, that's terrible. It, it is. <laughs> All right. Now, I might butcher the director's name, but this was directed and written by Fabrice. Ing Zafaratus. This was his only movie, mm-hmm. he, the only movie he directed, but he did write um, a movie called La Grande Frame. Never no, heard of it, yeah. Me either. <laughs> uh, let's see. This movie stars Helen Brenton, who plays Kathy. This was her only movie. Terry Brown, who plays Gary. He's only played background character in movies like The Princess Diary, Copycat, and Raising Helen. Mm. Claudia Payton, who plays Sarah. Only movie she was in. James Fitzgibbons, who plays Ted. He also did Promoting the Hood from 2008. And there's Dana Day, who plays Dolly. Also, this was her only film. And I have no idea what budget this was. Did you find a budget for this movie? Did you look for it on Wiki? Because I didn't. I did. And I didn't find it. Yeah, then it's not there. Well, it's it's kind of like a... I don't know. It's weird because like they filmed it here in the United States. Was they, it in Wisconsin? Yeah, it was oh, actually. Did? Yeah, oh, that's good. But they didn't like. He's from France, and he's originally right. from Vietnam, and his father's Greek. He was saying so. It's like all over the place. And his father is also a director, by the way. Oh, that's so he weird. did his own movies like on his own with his own production and everything. Uh-huh. So he was like all in one. Uh-huh. He he was doing what most people are doing these days uh-huh. for movies. His father, anyway, was doing back then. Right. So pretty interesting. But um, what was this your first time seeing this movie? Yes. Yes. A hundred percent. I could. I took a just took a risk on this one just because you know mm-hmm. i i like the rush you know <laughs> don't you guys miss going to the store and buying like a cd before you know what it is and then just or tape or whatever you want to call it or a record even if you're older you know and just like kind of wondering what it was about and then like you know yeah i watched the trailer for this one but that was about uh-huh. it I wasn't expecting a lot from this either. So I went into it pretty low expectations. And before we get completely started here, I just want to say I like to find weird, fucked up, odd films, guys. When you've seen a lot of films like I have, you value digging through the trash to enjoy some films that were too weird for literally 95% of the people who watch movies. Right. Like, it just becomes this weird, fine cheese that you look for. And I don't know why that has happened. I think it's just because I'm open to just seeing so many different, crazy, weird, lost gems that, you know, they're not always great. Mm -hmm. But I realize that some of these are, you know, niche trash. (laughs) (laughs) And sometimes trash is gold. So you just got to kind of wade through it to kind of like find what is good or not. 
so I can share it with you guys and see what you guys think. Because sometimes stuff I don't like, you guys like. And sometimes you like stuff that I think is garbage. So everybody's different. So I just wanted to state that before we get started into these Thank movies. You. Thank you for letting me know. <laughs> well, a lot of people don't know what kind of movies these are. You know, and these are definitely low grade, uh, Z grade fucking Ooh, films, you know. Beyond. So. Me. Watching this, after watching this, I was like, what the fuck did I just watch? Like, seriously, you were even like baffled. Beyond imagination. (laughs) (laughs) Those are seriously the words I uttered when the credits rolled. And this is just one very bizarre movie. There are no key plot points of why this shit is happening. Logic can be thrown out the fucking door because this movie does not attempt to explain anything at all it really doesn't and maybe it's all up into interpretation and this is an interpretive movie because after watching some of the interviews and stuff with the director he's very meticulous and you know he has a a way about him that he draws attention to little things that nobody would notice necessarily Mm -hmm. but he focuses on them so maybe he's just very artistic and we don't get the art and we're the stupid ones i don't know (laughs) But I don't know, there might be some sort of hidden meaning under the bad audio that I couldn't make out. Because when we first started this movie, the audio was terrible. We could barely hear it. Like, the music was too loud, but the audio was, like, for the, like, the talking oh, was, like, really low. That's right, we couldn't hear him talking. And we got a pretty decent system, but it, you know, it's an it's a Z-grade, sort of low-grade movie, sort of. I don't think it was intentionally made that way. It just was what they had. But let me just try to describe it to you guys the best way I can. Take a shot in the dark or in this particular case, a samurai sword stab at what it's about. (laughs) Essentially, there's this family and they're in the country backwoods and they're wizards. (laughs) (laughs) With mind powers. It's Christmas time. As well. Why but, not? Yeah, because why not? Because they don't really explain that either. Oh, actually, it's because her children were older and they were coming home for Christmas. That's why it was Christmas. Fair enough. Plus, you know, Christmas is, is really thick and ripe with magic or some shit. Plus, <laughs> a girl new to the family has some sort of connection. She's like one of the, the, boy, the girlfriend of one of the sons. Of, of the son. Yeah. There's only one. Um, and she has some sort of connection to a past memory that the mother won't tell anyone about or even the viewers about literally will not tell anybody about what's going on. And the characters are asking and I empathize with those characters because they kept asking her and she would not tell them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm like, can you just tell us the viewer what's going <laughs> on here? But let's just say the new girl has this power to summon a samurai that kills as she orgasms. Does that make sense? Good. We're on the same page. Let's move forward. (laughs) (laughs) But this movie, it just wanted to be so many goddamn things at once. Even the music was four different genres. You got Mm -hmm. bassy, slow, goth punk, which I started to sing at. Remember? Yeah. I was singing in some sort of like Bowie-esque gothy voice. Like, (laughs) you started cracking up. (laughs) And I was literally just telling her what was happening on the screen. (laughs) And she lost it. Uh, then they had like weird alien sci-fi synthy stuff, which was kind of cool. I liked some of this stuff. They even do have some of that classic slasher 80s hits and stabs. Like, 
like you know like just weird shit and then it even gets into violins classical music and even gregorian chants yes this movie has it all but oddly the score is pretty much the better thing about it i think yeah so that's just the music but the beginning is way too slow like really boring for about 36 minutes yeah a long time i almost gave up on it and then the weird stuff started to bubble to the top and boy was it weird they have like sexual just bizarre um orgasmic fucking scenes as people die like (laughs) i can only imagine what this actress was thinking the whole fucking time (laughs) it was like if you guys have ever seen Ninja 3, The Domination, where the chick gets possessed by a samurai or a ninja or some shit, um, it's pretty interesting. Uh, but this goes even further. It's almost like very pornog- pornographic almost. Like, it's 80s. It's not pornographic. They're not like inserting things. But I'm just saying, like, it felt like a porno. Yeah, it did. But maybe if I had some sort of understanding of the movie and what it was trying to tell me, maybe I could have, you know, maybe they could have told the viewer in the first 35 minutes. But no. Okay, then. By the end, maybe? Nope. Not at all. Not going to tell you. <laughs> You're just going to have to figure it out. It's a, it's a riddle. But still, I do have to applaud it just for going out there and being crazy, bizarre family wizards and samurai nonsense. It's, it's purely for people who love odd films because I think this is probably a hard watch for most people. But if my silly breakdown of the movie sounds interesting to you, then you might want to watch it. Like, seriously, because, like, it, it, this is the kind of, like, ammunition I love to put into the podcast. Uh-huh. You know, it's pretty fucking weird. It's pretty weird. <laughs> like, it's just, it's everything, man. I don't know what to say. And there's no gore. That's the other thing. There's right. a little bit, like, you know, throat well, slashing, blood, blood applied. We got some blood splatter on the wall. Yeah, there is little things like that. Some action in it. But a lot of, like, post- work where they color the film and make it look like balls of light are coming out of people's hands and weird shit Mm -hmm. like really poorly done but like very unique Uh (laughs) i'd say most people would think this is probably a two but i'll give it a four maybe a five being original and sort of blowing my fucking mind because i've never seen anything like it it's not a multiple watch kind of film but i'm i'm glad i own it and uh you know, it's, it's worth a watch, at least, nonetheless. Mm-hmm. So, what do you think? Um, It was okay. It had some good parts, but it was mostly bad, boring parts. Yeah. <laughs> it, was, ugh, it was... Yeah, but weren't you blown away by what was happening and, like, no explanation whatsoever? And I'm not one of those people, by the way, who need everything to be explained if the atmosphere is good. Right, but I don't know. I kind of I kind of understood what was going on, but I didn't like how they went about doing it okay because i could see how it's confusing especially when they bring in the girlfriend well we'll talk about that in the spoilers a little bit okay it was a slow start and i really don't like that in the beginning of the movie because then i lose interest and it's hard to get my interest back into the movie sure but that's just like my personal preference um i understand some stories need to take away and be slow to build the atmosphere but whatever this was boring it was just boring. It wasn't even yeah. building an atmosphere. To me, it's a so bad it's good film, though. Right. Because of the overacting. So that score, by the way, that I gave is definitely based on a so bad it's good score, like a four. Right. So um, I loved how they portrayed the killer with the bright lights. 
in the darkness, um, showing only the edges of the sword and um, the shadows in the light. I like that. That was creative. Yeah, it was kind of stylish in some ways. Right. Towards the end, the shots were looking like Instagram filters with the glowing and the strobing. It's like the first Instagram filter was in this movie. That's what I kept thinking when they kept showing those parts. Yeah. The acting was weird, but so was the story. So... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I mean, the acting isn't great. Right, and the, the music, like you said, everything about the music, it was off and it was weird. It just didn't fit. And I won't watch this one again, so I uh, I gave it a four. Really? I gave it a four. Huh. Yeah. I'm surprised by that. I'm, I thought you were going to give it a two. I'm surprised, too. I was thinking, I was like, oh, but I was like, oh, well, I did like... The like, weird shit? Yeah, I did like some... Of the, towards the end. Right. Like, the last 20 minutes was okay. So, we give it like a four... Uh, so, for my score, because I didn't give it a real score, I'll say 4.5. So, we give it a 4.25 okay. together. Oh. Oh, okay. Um. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, that's... I like to mash our numbers together. Right. Because it kind of evens mean, it out. I also don't think they could redo this movie. I don't think they could yeah. remake this movie. Well, I may have some information on that. So, oh. stick around for the... Trivia! Trivia! (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, I think overall this is just a very niche film for people who are just like to punish themselves with weird shit. Otherwise, I think for the most majority of watchers, if you're not into the 80s or something like that and you aren't into finding that fine layer of cheese, it might not be for you. But for, you know, us 80s masochists out there. Might be all right. For you. Yes, for you. That's me for sure. But if you haven't seen this movie and you don't want anything spoiled or ruined for you and you want to check out this movie, you can check it out on Amazon Prime right now. If you have the subscription to the Amazon Prime account or whatever, and I don't know, it is in the United States, but it should be everywhere, I think. But you can also rent it, too, I think, online. So if you need to, you can. Yeah, there's the Internet. You can just look on there. Definitely check out the trailer first before you know what you're getting yourself into (laughs) (laughs) Uh, and uh, and take our warning for that. But, yeah, if you don't want anything spoiled, we're going to jump into our spoilers and trivia right now. So here's your warning. This is your warning. So this movie, like we talked about earlier, is shot in Wisconsin. It was shot chronologically. So how the story was evolving, whatever story that was. (laughs) (laughs) No offense to anybody who made it, of course. (laughs) It's just a little hard to follow along as to what's really happening. Mm -hmm. Um, But the director is a very thoughtful and meticulous about the things that were put into the movie from the decorations you might notice to the forest and nature in the beginning to say that he loves country and he likes living in the country. It's all there, whether you missed it, understood it or not. (laughs) So it's pretty cool. He seems like a really nice guy. I was like, he seems just like a very nice person, you know, Mm -hmm. and, uh, he said that his father was a movie maker as well, as I mentioned, and he used to sneak him out of school to go watch movies like fantasy movies in a theater like Jason and the Argonauts or 10,000 Leagues or mm-hmm. and that kind of nurtured his interest in making films. So also there's a scene in the movie where somebody jumps out the fucking window. Remember that? Oh, that's right. We don't need to get into why. But Uh he jumps out a window. That's actually the director. Oh. Because he studied to be a stunt actor as well as an actor because he wanted to act in movies and film because his parents were like, you can do whatever you want. 
So he was like not limited to, you know, oh, you have to be a doctor. Right. Or whatever it was. So he just tried a lot of different things. Plus, he was also the samurai in the oh, movie. He was. Yeah. Oh. He doubled as the samurai in the movie. So I thought that was pretty cool. Hmm. He also said that after rewatching this film, that he felt like it should be remade. Oh, really? <laughs> and that it's uh, incomplete. Would but... it be less misogynist? <laughs> I don't know. Is it? I don't remember. I thought it was. Well, yeah, because the the son oh yeah, that's right. Was we like did. pretty much raping his girlfriend. Oh, that's right. Yeah, that was a pretty interesting situation going on there. Uh, we'll get into that in a little bit. But yeah, he said that the reason he feels that way is that he would have done things differently, like most directors say when they watch their films and why they don't like to watch their films, because it, it feels like it's incomplete to them all the time. Right. So That's kind of standard thought. I would think, yeah. So there is some scenes in this movie that we're going to talk about. It starts off with a compound bow hunter who's out in the middle of the wilderness trying to catch a deer, and he literally guts it at home. <laughs> like it's disgusting. On a tree. It was real, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, you could tell. This was the only thing that they did not put in the movie in chronological order. In fact, they were like 90% done with the movie, and they hit up the people who pick up the roadkill on the road. Uh -huh. And said, hey, if you see any deer on the road, you know, can you let us know? We'll come out and pick it up and take it off your hands. And use it. And use it in the and film. And hang it from a tree and let yeah. it die there and not eat it or and anything. And cut it open. And yeah, yeah well, no, I'm sure they, well, I don't know if you should eat roadkill, but some people do. Right. <laughs> this is America. <laughs> uh, um, but the guy's girlfriend, and I don't, I don't know if they're like in a marriage, if they're husband and wife, or he's like the second husband. No, he's just a boyfriend. That's what it would seem like, yeah. right? Like, well, yeah, because they had they had like two arguments about getting married, and that's he right. wanted to get married, and she didn't want to get married. But are those his kids? Is what I'm getting. No, at. those aren't his kids because she said she was very thankful that he was taking care of the kids. Right. And okay. he was like, "I'm telling those kids we're getting married. I'm getting their permission." Right. Okay. And you then know, they... instead of like taking her no for an answer, you know, he was just gonna, you know force her well i don't think he got mad at her he just got kind of huffy about it and was like well i'm gonna go outside you know what i mean yeah i thought but, he uh, come on in, in in movies all the time it's usually the reverse right you're so right. at least that right right <laughs> anyway the family comes to their house the kids show up for the holidays the son brings his girlfriend sarah who the mom is somehow psychic with like she notices something's off with her and some bad things are going to happen and like doesn't really welcome her in very quickly and just kind of stares at her scared. She can sense her energy. Yeah, she can sense something with her like they are one in the same and maybe one has negative energy or bad energy or good energy. It's never really explained. See, I thought it had to do with the samurai. Like they both have contact with the samurai. Yeah, but who the fuck is life. the samurai and why would they have contact with one? It's a curse. Is that what it is? Yes. It's a, yeah, it was a curse. That's why the chest like pops out of nowhere. Yeah, but why would she have psychic powers, both of them? And why would they both? Uh, I, don't I don't know, Alex. You got to ask the universe. I don't know, man. <laughs> I don't think this answer is ever going to come true. And it's never going to come to fruition here. <laughs> um, but the boyfriend, this is where it gets a little weird. Because the boyfriend wants to have sex so bad. And he keeps trying over and over and over. And the girl senses 
someone in the room and it's her mom now her mom is his mom sorry but and you notice the paintings on the wall because the mom's a painter and she could see them through her paintings and that's why there's another scene later on where she the girlfriend wants the paintings taken out of the room oh wow you're paying a lot closer attention than i was i guess yeah bam bam (laughs) (laughs) jesus christ um wow great so so <laughs> why is she able to read through the paintings and see through the paintings christina because she's psychically connected to her paint right duh. so why is she psychically create connected to her paint now that is something you have to ask the universe okay the universe <laughs> okay well we can just run it off as that <laughs> Anyway, he decides that he uh, is going to force himself on his girlfriend. And she's, does she give in or not? I don't remember. Yeah, she gives in. Yeah, they end up having sex, but it, they don't show it at this yeah, point in time. Yeah, they don't show it at that point. Um, and then they decide that he would bring her to go hunting with the family, which I thought was really weird because she was obviously not wanting to do it. This whole movie is about Sarah not wanting to do things. and <laughs> right. and And her boyfriend clearly not recognizing the hints that she's giving about hunting sex or murder exactly (laughs) so he takes her to go hunting and as the uncle stepdad sister and brother are setting up a shot to kill a deer she screams no the screen like flashes red or something and they all miss the deer and she runns off <laughs> like a fucking I don't know what the hell like weird. she's booking it dude like she's she's I thought that they were going to kill her because they were really mad they were very mad <laughs> they were fucking maybe that's mad. why she was booking it because she was scared they had guns and she wasn't I was just, like is she going to get murdered by just, her boyfriend she wasn't just running she was like flailing through the woods with her arms up and they're like yeah, it really seemed like they were going to hunt her down and, and fucking hang her up on the tree and then gut her. <laughs> like the deer they did earlier. So didn't she stumble across a dead body and then the boyfriend showed up? Is that I don't remember happened? a dead body, but she goes to be alone that night. I do remember. Oh, I thought she stumbled across a dead body on her way running back. And then she screamed and then the, the boyfriend came and then the cops came and then they went back to their house that's right i think you're do. i do remember that and they did it and they kept uh they kept saying oh it was probably just an animal but it was samurai sword uh that's right okay i do remember that now which probably happened when they were having sex oh maybe maybe i don't know i don't know it was weird anyway sarah goes to be alone that night and finds an old trunk with the ancient samurai suit of armor while his mom paints all possessed to violin music yes you got she's like having seizures in front of the painting she's painting like black and red everywhere yeah like she's really putting herself into it you know like she looks like she's having a fucking seizure do you know do you know what it reminded me of is that not another teen movie you know where the girl's like painting and she's like throwing paint on it and like angry and yelling and shit oh, I don't remember and then he comes over to look at it and it's just like stick figures <laughs> uh, anyway but she's all painting all crazy and Sarah unsheaths unsheaths the sword and cuts herself and passes out and then she wakes from her four year coma and then she goes and tries to assassinate her, her other assassins that killed her in the church when she was oh wait that's not this movie <laughs> what the fucker? 
I was trying to explain the plot to Kill Bill. Okay, thank you. I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> I hope somebody caught that. But they do flash back to some little girl doing the exact same thing, and it's her mom, we gather, because yeah. her mom and her are sharing this fucking... Samurai vision. Vision, yeah. I guess that's what you would call it, as a vision or whatever. Uh, so it's just really weird. Uh, the uncle then breaks down on the road, because like he just disappears. They don't explain why. He turns around for some murderous close-up of the camera coming at him. And and it's like the girl, Sarah, is having this weird convulsion or whatever on the couch while she's sitting there being all awkward with the family. And somehow his throat is cut and then Sarah is infected or something. We see the next thing we do is that she goes up to the room and she's like in the bedroom by herself having an orgasm again. And it seems like whenever the shadow or the swordsman, the samurai swordsman or whatever kills, she's like orgasming. Like, it's really obvious, yeah, right? Yeah, she's like pelvic thrusting. I'm not just saying that. Like, she's not just, that's her way of of, of possession, right? Right. It's or being possession. cursed. It's, she's actually having an orgasm, it right? It looked like she was, yeah. <laughs> like, I couldn't distinguish any other reason why she'd be doing and that. And it was so. weird how they did the scene, too, because it's like every time she thrusted, like, the sword would kill somebody. Right. Like, it was really weird. It kills some nearby neighbor, and this is where we really had a good laugh. <laughs> <laughs> Christina actually has some video of it that we're going to post on the Instagram Oh my god, I can't remember. Yeah, we did. It was this part because like there's this 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 wife and husband who's yelling at his wife to get him tea and so he can sip it on their waterbed, which we were like, Oh, oh shit. Waterbed. Remember waterbeds? What year is this? Oh <laughs> <laughs> But she angrily makes it for him and of course she forgets his orange juice or rather tang. Where's my tang? Which we almost made a shot out of this based on that, but right. we were like, eh. So she goes out and pours a nice cup of uh, stabbed in the stomach because the samurai stabs her in the stomach when she goes back to get the juice and he comes out all pissed off like where are you where's my orange juice or whatever and we were laughing we were laughing because she's like stabbed and bleeding all over the floor and I was like oh look what you did she got all of the blood all over the because he was such an asshole to her you know so I mean, he didn't say that. We no, just, he didn't say that. We but just it just thought it was something he would say. His demeanor and his attitude towards her before that was very right. much like that. So Asshole, yeah. we escalated it in our minds <laughs> yeah. for the love of laughter. <laughs> <laughs> but he gets hunted down, jumps out a window. That's where that part happens. Oh, that's right. He like literally charges the window and. Just jumps out, gets in his truck, and gets hunted down by the samurai. In front of it, he gets stabbed, I think. Yeah, in front of their house. Yeah, he gets, he like, oh, that's what it was. He gets bowed in the back. He right. shot him in the, with a bow and arrow. A bow and arrow, wherever the fuck he got that from. Well, the samurais have bows and stuff. Right, but this is when shit goes crazy. Yeah, this is where the family, like, is like, oh, my God, there's some, what's that noise? And they go out, and they're fucking dead neighbors right there with his eyes open and his face all, like, with smuckers. <laughs> it was just paint, actually. Smuckers. <laughs> it was like paint, the like old school fucking right. paint one. But this time, you can tell it's a samurai outfit they like fully show him and it starts making the whole house go full on peewee's playhouse like <laughs> <laughs> like i did at amityville <laughs> it was like like the, the kitchen is like is chucking things that the dad and the mom is like sh- 
shaking her hands, looking at the ceiling, like trying to talk to thin air, like mm-hmm. w- like asking, who are you? Who are you? And then like red light comes out of her fucking hands <laughs> <laughs> and shoots out of their hands. And I'm like, she is a wizard. <laughs> but yeah, she somehow wards off the evil from the house, like dispelling all the magical post-production film light that they colored all over the film <laughs> and quelled the sister's violent, fearful screaming, which was pretty funny. Remember when he, they both, like the, the brother, the, the funny, this is the weird thing. Like, do you remember in this scene? So the brother and the sister are together. They go and hide in a closet and the lights like trying to open the door and they're right. all screaming and she's freaking out. Right. And then he gets out. But I think it was either before they go into the closet, he goes to try to get the door for Sarah, his girlfriend. But he's just like, fuck it, because the light throws him back, you know, like uh-huh. down the hallway or something yeah. like that. And that's when he goes into the closet. Yeah. And I'm like, nobody gives a shit about Sarah. <laughs> right. They just leave her in the room. But right. she's fine. But I guess she's the one causing it. Yeah. So it's like. Somehow. Yeah, I don't know. But it's funny because, like, the sister actually did a pretty good job here, I thought, for acting. Mm -hmm. She seemed genuinely scared. Yeah. And she was like, please don't leave. No, don't go out there. Don't go out there. Like, she was like, (laughs) she was panicking. And, Uh like, he goes out anyway. He goes back to bed with Sarah all of a sudden. Yeah. Just like, oh, no big deal. Didn't they have sex? Oh, that's right. Yeah. I'm like, oh, this is the perfect time. And it's like, he didn't even, like, ask her, like, what happened? Or did you hear that? Are you okay? Hey, the whole house went Pee Wee Herman's Playhouse, and uh, maybe maybe we should uh, talk about it or Or something. Get out of here. Yeah, maybe we should leave or call the police or, you know, an exorcist or whatever the fuck it is. I gotta get my penis wet. (laughs) Yeah. Well, you never know when you you get scared, uh, your juices (laughs) start flaring up. Super super juice. Wasn't it in that movie where we watched where she's like, in Killer Crocodile 2, she's like, well, they say that fear. Fear, oh. fear causes a woman's reproductive organs to flare up or some shit. Yeah, oh my gosh, <laughs> ridiculous. Anyway, they have full-on fucking, like, sex. And she's, of course, connected to a samurai demon and getting all juiced up by murder. So it's time to fuck, you know? <laughs> Meanwhile, some random dudes in the wood are by a fire. And one dude, like, wanders off to pee and gets his throat cut while Sarah's orgasming, riding the dude full breasts. Oh, that's right. Remember? Because that's, like, on and the then, cover. And then the guy dies, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I thought that was funny. And then the other drunk campfire fellers get picked off and it's quick and goreless. Of course, there's nothing in it, but it's just like, and then it just goes like they go back to sleep. And then it's like in the morning, the dad takes one of the bodies in his truck. And I'm thinking to myself like, dog, maybe you shouldn't be touching the body <laughs> yeah, like your neighbor. Crime scene. Yeah, they, well, it's country out there, you know, it's back in the 80s when they weren't doing that CSI. Oh, when it was okay to kill people in the middle of the woods. I'm just saying, like, if there was a dead body, I ain't touching it. Right. You know, and maybe if you are out in the middle of nowhere, which supposedly this place was in real life, because <laughs> <laughs> they stayed on a farm like three miles away from this farm to uh-huh. shoot it or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I just I wouldn't touch a body. No. It's like whenever I watch, I can't remember what it was, but there was this movie, something by the water where like, oh, I think it was a piranha where they buried the guy for him. He was like, oh, yeah, I just went ahead and buried him for you. Like, well, dude, <laughs> you got to call the police on that shit and get the coroner down here or something. 
Anyway, he goes to take one of the bodies, I guess, to the police or whatever. And there's this really odd, like seriously bad acting scene where the daughter comes barging into his her mom's like art studio and suddenly has a mind power battle with mom. <laughs> but it's so bad. It was really bad. It was really It was bad. just glowing lights. I didn't even know what was going on for a minute. I'm like, I was like, you did a really on? good job of seeing fearful, but pretending you have psychic powers you are terrible fail. at this yeah fail she was like she looked like she was about to fart <laughs> not having like yeah, a she was taking a shit they, they do that in these movies though with mind powers don't they they always like look like they're yeah. straining and they're about like, to take a shit yeah remember the mind's eye when we, mm-hmm. we oh watched my God, that was... and we were they were like floating and he was like and it's like he's taking a mean shit right now <laughs> anyway sorry guys i'm being childish anyways after that i'm just like confused right she it's like they know that they have powers yeah all of a sudden out of nowhere yeah like they never did before when they could have saved people right then both the kids dolly and alan the boy and the girl of the the children see the samurai who actually sees in the colors red and blue like it's like the predator or some shit you know what i mean like back in the 80s or whatever uh-huh and it, it's all to some serious like gothy slow punk music oh this was the part That's, yeah yeah i wrote that down too you were <laughs> making me crack up <laughs> we had fun watching it that's what i'm saying we make it fun right but then the dad shows up and he, he tries to help them and he swings an axe at the glowing samurai and hitting it into a pile of samurai clothes i guess Mm-hmm. the armor i'm like damn that was simple <laughs> you guys should have done that like an hour ago <laughs> nobody would have died if you would have figured it out i guess <laughs> i thought it was funny he picked up the armor and he brought it back in the house and the mom's like you need to get rid of that burn it burn it and he's like no way somebody could use this no that's when he realizes that oh, oh we should just... wait for the police to look at it and it's like well why are what? you touching everything dead bodies murder yeah. fucking shit and what are they gonna do check it for ectoplasm <laughs> like i don't know what's going on here i thought that was weird <laughs> Like, 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 what the fuck? And that's a bad mistake, of course, for leaving it around the house because then he comes back. Right. <laughs> and she puts, uh, Sarah puts her hand over a photo of their mother. And for some reason, it just burns with her mind powers. <laughs> oh. And then Alan sees her do it and he's like, what the fuck? So clearly he doesn't know about these powers and neither does the child, but they're all treating it like it's all normal. Like right. everything is just normal. Right. I don't, I don't know. So yeah, the, that, the whole ending was weird. And then she has like blue light come out of her hands and makes him cross his eyes and chucks him back at the door, which is kind of <laughs> funny. I was like, lame. I thought he was going to pop his head. Remember? We were like, we were hoping for a scanner's moment or something. (laughs) But uh, then the mom walks past a door hearing a voice in like this alien voice. And you hear, you can barely hear it. It's like really garbled. Uh But he says, hello, sister. Do you remember me? The mom's all like acting really bad, saying, you can't destroy me. (laughs) The voice is saying, you can't stop me with your God. (laughs) Your God. (laughs) (laughs) Like what? Your good powers or something, right? Was it good powers? They said good powers. Yeah. Okay. 
while it, it, I don't know, it's just weird. And then meanwhile, dad's head is about to explode outside randomly when he's like walking out with a knife to stab the samurai, but dies in the room because he goes up to the room and she's like, oh no, don't kill him. And the, and the samurai sticks the sword in him. It like flies out of his hand into him. <laughs> and then the mom gets stabbed too. Yeah. Remember? Yeah. And that's when all of a sudden, and this is the most bizarre part, is Alan and and Dolly, the, the sister and the, and the brother, walk in and start shaking. <laughs> and they turn well, blue. I got the power of Jesus walking through me. I got the power of Jesus in me. Come help me, Jesus. Help me. Help me. <laughs> and like they fucking fire wizard balls out of their hands <laughs> and, and, and banish the fucking samurai. Lame. Ugh, I don't Lame. know, man. I don't even understand. I, my think, like, I, I think I want to change my score to a two. <laughs> I don't think so. It's just so bizarre. Ugh. I don't know. It's this. It's just like this fucking movie. Like, what the fuck? And that's it. That's the end of the movie. Right. Don't they like walk outside because like some of the footage got destroyed because of something, some mold or something. So they used existing footage from like a VHS tape and then cut it into that's the end. Right. And you could totally tell. And they go out to the tree where the deer was hanging or something like that. Right. And then the, and that the credits it. roll. Yeah, right. That was it. They're wow. like, oh, we better put this hanging deer to use. What the fuck, dude? Like, <laughs> this movie was fucking wild. And I thought I'd seen all of it yet just then. <laughs> I was like, man, that was some bizarre shit. It was bizarre. Oh, but little did Alex know. Little did Christina know we, what was we were going to watch next. We got one more. <laughs> so we got another movie that we're going to talk about. And that is... Night Train to Terror. From 1985. So go ahead, spit out the knowledge. God and Satan are on a train discussing the fate of three individuals. The stories of the people in question are told in a trio of very strange stories. One involves an insane asylum with some very interesting treatment plans. <laughs> oh, God. Another involves a death club. The final story shows us the adventure of a server of Satan. The tagline is... A one-way ticket to hell and beyond. <laughs> beyond. <laughs> so, since there is four segments in the film, and there's five directors credited. The first director uh, did the segment The Case of Claire Hansen, Craig C. Tallis. Okay. He's a film director from Greece, and this was his last film. And he has 14 other credits, and they're all films from Greece that I can't pronounce. Okay, John Carr did the segment The Case of Harry Billings, and he also was involved in The Case of Greta Connors. Mm -hmm. He has directed The Dark Side of Love from 1984 and Dead Girls Don't Tango from 1992, which I've heard of. Okay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Philip Marshak, he did the, the segment for Claire Hansen. Um, he also did Dracula Sucks from 1978, uh, Lust Fight 2000. From 1978 as well. Tom McGowan, who did the case of Claire Hansen as well. He's done a lot of documentaries and a few episodes of Wide World of Disney. Oh, you know really? That? Okay. Yeah, is that funny? Kind of interesting for that movie in particular, because that one's like a dark Disney past, I guess. Right. <laughs> right. Uh, okay. Jay Slosberg Cohen. He did the the segment The Night Train, which was the inner the the God and the Devil, right? Yeah, 
part. He also directed Cry Wilderness from 1987. This movie was written by Philip Jordan. He did a movie called Dillinger from 1945, which oh, okay. is weird because I just listened to The Last Conspiracy Theory on John Dillinger, so right? Just, and this is a movie about him, so I thought that was... I remember you talking cool. about that, yeah. Yeah. Um, he also did Dead Girls Don't Tango from 1992. He wrote that, and he also wrote The Unholy from 1988. Oh, The Unholy, okay. Yeah. yeah. That I know. That I know a lot. That's one we've never done on this show, oh, and I it think good? it's a Vestron release. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Okay. We never did pick it up, but I don't. You might not be able to anymore, but it might be on Prime or something. So oh, okay. we'll, we'll see. Maybe we'll add it to the list. So there's a lot of characters in this movie. So I'm just going to go through the like the main standout um, actors. Yeah, you don't have to do them all. There's oh, no, too many. I, there's too many. So Tony Garrego, who plays Satan, he's also been in The Godfather. He was Bruno in The Godfather, the original. Um, he was in Magnum Force that Clint Eastwood movie, and mm-hmm. he was also in American Me with Joe Pesci. Okay. Ferdy Main plays God. He was also in The Fearless Vampire Killers from 1967, Conan the Destroyer, uh, Warlock the Armageddon, and he was also in one of your favorite franchise films. Howling of- 2. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> that um, son of a bitch. <laughs> I'm just kidding. The most recognizable person in this movie is Richard Mole, who plays J- James Hansen, and he also plays Oto. Yeah, he was in Night Court. That's how I right. always remember yeah, him. Yeah, that's how everybody remembers him. He did a really good job in that. He was the bailiff, if you guys ever watched that show. And for you young folks out there, hey, I'm old. <laughs> I don't even think Night Court's on any of the streaming services. (laughs) I don't even know, man. That used to be a very popular show. It was. But he's also really known for he's done a lot of voice work and video games. Oh, okay, cool. Just so you know. Um, All right. We also have, quickly, we have John Philip Law as uh, Harry Billings. He was in Barbarilla, Space Mutiny, um, The Golden Voyage of Sinbad. Mark Lawrence, who plays Mr. Weiss, and he also plays Dieter. He was also in The Man with a Golden Gun from Dust Till Dawn. Oh, wow. He played the motel owner in Dust Till Dawn, um, Diamonds Are Forever. He was in Four Rooms, which we talked about. That's funny. Yeah, that's funny. Week. Yeah. And he was in End of Days, which I totally forgot about that movie with Arnold Schwarzenegger. And that's good. That's plenty. Okay. Like, we, we can keep going, but it's interesting that these, there's these all these people in here anyway. Yeah, there's a lot of characters. Like, we can keep going because anthologies are really hard. And there's a lot of characters in each of these stories. Right. And there's a lot of trivia on it, too, as to why this whole fucking movie got made. Uh-oh. You guys are definitely going to want to stick around for that. Uh, it's 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 bizarre. Um, I'll explain a little bit in, in my thoughts. But what did you think? I thought Night Train of Terror was a roller coaster. It was, oh, my God, it was so up and down. It starts off with you, like, having absolutely no idea what's going on. They don't explain anything. But another movie, just back to back. We watch two movies that don't explain shit. Right. But this one, it's... See, I think this one, it was kind of worse in both ways. It was it was worse to me. You didn't know what was going on in the train. You have no fucking clue what's going on in that first story. There's it a reason, just, I'll tell you. But You'll be like, crazy. what the fuck? But then it gets better. But then it, it, it did get better, and it was worth sticking through the first part to get to the end. Okay. It also started off with a lot of boobs. And then it ended with a religious type story. There was a lot of boobs in this movie. In the beginning, yeah. It was, it was out of control, I thought. 
there are many really cringy moments in the film. To say the least. And there is no way they would be able to remake this movie now. I mean, if they did, it would be fucking a lot of work. I mean, it'd be kind of cool. I don't know. Some of the stuff they did, but I'll explain right. more when... But I did like the concept, so they could remake it. Yeah. But just use the concept with the train and that kind of stuff. But I thought it was okay. I gave it a six out of ten. Really? So what did you think of uh, each? Like, so the first segment, the second segment, and the third segment, if you had to give them a score. Three, two, one. Really? So you like the first one? You like the last one first? Yep. Second one, second, yeah. and then so backwards. Yeah. Do you know in other countries in the UK, they played it the other way? Oh, really? Yeah. So that the first one was actually the last one. Huh. I thought that was weird, too. And what did you think, Alex? Like, it's very clear we picked both of these films for a reason. Like, they definitely belong in this bizarre 80s what the fuck category together. Like, honestly, like, it's, 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 it's a little, it's a little hard as a double feature that we watch yeah, back really to was. back. But I do think this one is slightly better. It just feels more creative and there's a lot more in it, much more ridiculous as well as the than the last and it has more of that those nuggets those like show pieces of like deaths and gore and stuff that kind of carry you along even if it's a shit movie mm -hmm. so i appreciate that the story with the god and the devil you know riding on the train to discuss three different stories like an anthology would you know it's kind of weird like i i don't really it's okay it's kind of an interesting concept to do but they never really explain anything about it and it was kind of like i don't know it's not exactly organized really well here guys you'd no. think that a storyline based around each character that they're like god and the devil are talking about each character on battling for their soul that each character would you know be delved into deeper for this case file that they keep talking about but no they're all about the other characters that they choose to loosely connect to the person that the case is about almost as if like they tried to find a way to connect each of these stories afterwards because they didn't plan it. <laughs> That's what I thought, you know, when I was watching this, which the reason why it's so fucking confusing is after we watched it and I did the research and everything like that, the anthology is a compilation of three previously released full length films. Well, but there's the same actors in some of the... It doesn't matter. They're oh. all part of the same little... Uh, they're actual films. Like, there's an unfinished film called Scream Your Head Off, which is the first oh, that story. Makes that makes sense. Then there was Death Wish Club, which is from 1983, a.k.a. The Dark Side of Love, Carnival of Fools. That's the Greta one. And then they have Cataclysm from 1980, a.k.a. The Nightmare Never Ends, Satan's Supper. I guess is another name weird that they did for the Claire Hansen segment, which is the last one that we watched. So, you know, there is definitely a lot of confusion going on here because I don't know why they decided to do that. Maybe those movies, they wanted to kind of get out there and like resurface it, or they were just trying to milk it to make money, money, you know, because money. now I'm kind of curious if we watch those other movies, you know, just on our own, just to see what it was like, you know, uh -huh. but that's, that also explains why the first movie was so jumbled because they tried to condense it uh-huh but there's some pretty funny 
and fun. So bad it's good scenes in this one, I'd say. Uh, a lot of gore, practical, you know, masks, puppets, claymation thrown about. Oh, and uh, a hell of a lot of sex. Lots of boobs and blood, you might say. <laughs> so with a, a really convoluted plot for each of them. The last case was probably the easiest to understand and kind of like had a real story. And the first being the most confusing. And it's like it goes from really confusing to understanding versus the segments. Right. So I'm probably in the same order as you. Right. It's like, I don't know. It's just weird because it just made it made it really confusing for me as a viewer. And it, it seemed like they didn't give a fuck about what the viewer would think and wondering what is happening. You know what I mean? Like, it's mm-hmm. just really, I don't know. But even though it's kind of messy and not well organized, you get to see a lot of what the fuck plays across the screen faster than you can understand. Like, it's balls out weird and what the fuck. Definitely worthy of some love, even if it's fucking a mess structurally. Mm-hmm. Like, it's still has those show pieces in the film that are packed with a punch you know some really pretty cool death scenes too if you can kind of look past all the flaws and you're just kind of looking for those kind of moments in a weird movie that you know like if you're a gore hound and you kind of want to watch this movie or a so bad it's good fan that you don't want to have to pay too close of attention to and just kind of want to be bewildered as to how this even got made you should be pleased <laughs> <laughs> i even like the claymation in the puppets shit had me rolling a couple of times <laughs> And just be prepared. There is one song in this movie that literally pops up every fucking 20 minutes or so. And what is that song? It's Alex? it's on the train. They have this band performing or rather dancing and lip syncing for about like three minutes each time. And you'll know the song well if you didn't load a shotgun by the end of the movie. <laughs> so it's dance with me dance with me dance with me dance with me everybody's got something to do everybody bought you all right and you're gonna hear this for the rest of the episode no but i was singing it today like around the house dancing around the house we were dancing together actually (laughs) out of control hey we can make fun of ourselves right right um but yeah, they play that song a fucking lot, guys. Like, it's really bad. I mean, it's not a bad song. Like, I actually, it's it's catchy. It's not something I would like. It's not really fitting for the movie. But no, it doesn't make any sense. It's totally 80s, though. Like, I don't know. I'd hate this movie if I could, but it's still a pretty <laughs> decent find for a what the fuck movie. It's more of a novel sake that it was made off of other films, probably to help sell the movies it's made from. So, you know, I don't know. It gets points for catching me off guard and sprinkling weird, shitty horror treats for the whole fucking train ride. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I'd say like this movie's probably like a 5.5 or a 6 for the S big scale on this one. It is really out there. Some people like really love this film. Really? Yeah, they like really like they'll give it a 7, 8 or 9 or or 10 even like I've seen people just like go bananas over this movie and it's just one of those weird movies but for me 5.56 at the most it's a Z grade film it's just three weird bad movies condensed into segments to make some weird fucking anthology and if you like finding weird shit you love the 80s and you don't mind being confused but also (laughs) treated with really weird gory and bloody deaths then this is for you if you can't get into these types of films, it'd probably be like a three or lower. Mm-hmm. But for people who can't stomach these kinds of films, stay away. So either way, you're going to be scratching your head going, what the fuck, even if you love it. So <laughs> it doesn't matter either way. But yeah. So, so you gave it what? Six. 
Really? Yeah. Wow, we're like in tune lately. What's going I know, on? No, I don't know. I don't like this. I don't either. You're supposed to be different than I'm, me. You're I'm supposed to hate everything, I'm, and I like everything. I'm uncomfortable. <laughs> Anyway, so technically, we give this movie a 5.75 or a 6, you know? Like, that's pretty damn... Just say 6. I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm struggling points. with it, you know? Like, I struggle with it a little bit, because, like, it and is a movie what... I'll watch again, and I'll remember for being so fucking blatantly obvious, but it kind of takes away from it a little bit that it, they borrowed it from all these other movies. I feel like just getting those other movies and watching them. But maybe it's the condensed best parts but, of all of them. Yeah, Exactly. And maybe it's a good thing it made you want to go watch these other movies. Maybe. We'll see. I don't know. I think 5.75. Suck it, Christina. We got to be a little different. Points. Like, <laughs> we're not doing fucking algebra and shit. I don't know. I just think it's a good... I, I think that's a that's a fair assessment of these movies or these segments of a anthology. I think mm-hmm. it's pretty fair. But we do have some trivia and some spoilers to talk about. This is going to be a little bit of a lengthy thing. So for you big time fans out there that want to have a laugh and hear us talk about some weird shit, you can watch this movie on Tubi TV. So if you want to watch that on there or you can rent it, I think, too. So if you want to get the best copy or not watch commercials, you can do that, too. But I would highly recommend checking this out and then coming back and listening to us pretty much just have an insane amount to say about this fucking insane fucking movie. So if you don't want anything spoiled, here's your warning. So this film was given an X rating, by the way, by, by the MPAA after it was screened for them. (laughs) Well, I could understand. I mean, it's not that bad. I wouldn't call it X. Do you think they took out a lot of sex scenes? No, I think this is the uncut version. Oh, Unless there's another version floating around where they penetrate. But I would assume that that's X-rated, right? Right. Or no, I don't remember anymore because they, they, they you don't hear about X-ratings anymore. Right. Um, but the first part, or in some versions, the, the third part of this anthology film is the case of Harry Billings, like I said, in the UK. So, and in fact, the UK has like four minutes and 27 seconds where they cut out all the nudity from the film. So, wow. Yeah, because it was just too much, they thought. Uh, understandable. Yeah. Um, after the movie was made, and there's really not a lot of trivia on this, guys. Like, I didn't want to listen to two different commentaries on the film again. Like, I mean, <laughs> one time's enough for me you know but uh <laughs> i did look up a few things here and there and ferdy main who played god he's an established actor you know he'd been doing a lot of different stuff right he sent the re- the director jay slossberg cohen a letter admitting that he was a little embarrassed by the movie after he saw the final finished version of the film <laughs> so <laughs> i mean i don't blame him right it's not exactly well put together Right. But I still think it's like the, the death scenes and stuff are pretty cool. Yeah, those are pretty cool. It is. It's just weird. Yeah. We're pretty much going to jump into our scenes right now, guys. So buckle the fuck up and get ready for us to make some jokes. Because uh, <laughs> uh, the movie opens up with that 80s jam that we were talking about, the dance routine. Dance with me, dance with me. They kind of establish why that happens. Here's a quote from the movie. Some guy's like, like, I really wish our bus hadn't broken down, you know? And, like, the dancer's like, no way! I think this train is cool! And then the rock singer's like, from the top! And then the song starts playing, you know? 
just like then, real life. It's like the. It's like this is like one of the the, the five times that you hear the song play in the movie. Like right. it's pretty crazy. And then God and the devil are on a train. They have a conductor guy who's like kind of like purgatory or something. Isn't that what he is or something? I just thought he was a conductor. Yeah, but they talk about purgatory and like like putting somebody in a hundred years of purgatory and that the train is going to crash and that's going to be the end of the world or something. I don't really understand. I don't understand either. It didn't make any sense. So, but the first case, like we said, Harry Billings, he and his wife crash on their wedding night off a bridge which has the same stock footage from like i've seen in like three or four other films like literally that is the same stock footage that i've seen anyway he's put in an asylum they don't explain why (laughs) and she's dead in their basement nude by the way And they're doing experiments or something on them. It's confusing because it just keeps flashing back to Mr. Billings, who gets shock therapy. And I assume we're we're living out his thoughts like he's like in a bar and then in a church and then another couple stops to use the phone at the asylum and they get trapped. And then I'm like, what is happening? I don't even know what was going on there. That's because the movie was cut down from an hour and a half into a 20-minute segment. Screw a plot. Exactly. (laughs) Screw reasoning. (laughs) We need more boobs. That's what they were thinking. Yeah, they made sure those were in there, though, because, you know. (laughs) Every fucking scene. (laughs) But we keep seeing a guy going around raping and killing women, which is the bailiff from Night Court, Richard Mole. And... One scene involving a room full of body parts being like shipped out somewhere. And like, I'm like, is this a dream? Like, what's going on? Apparently, there's this operation where they rape, murder, and then sell the body parts of all the semen coated uh, body parts around the world. (laughs) And you still have no idea what's going on. (laughs) I don't know what, who's going to buy body parts in a like a box literal fucking box Hannibal <laughs> did they even put it in plastic bags or were they just sticking them in They're boxes just sticking them in boxes no so coolers or anything and didn't some guy have like a lobotomy I think oh, so oh the doctor yeah oh that's right it was one of the guys that was like trying to undermine the other doctor yeah so she did a lobotomy on him yeah I don't know what yeah, that I was all about I fucking understand what's going on so then all of a sudden yeah and then the, the, the well the, the the woman doctor who kills him and makes him go in a lobotomy she's the one telling harry that she's supposed to help him and she's getting all sexual with him and like touching his chest and like being all, i was like what's going on yeah and then he breaks out and and cuts richard mole's head off which was pretty cool i thought yeah that was pretty cool that was the first like real gory scene other than the body parts right even though you don't understand what the hell, why? Well, yeah, it was really choppy, dude. That was the choppiest, shortest one, too. But then they go back to the God, the God and the Devil train, the 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 Satan's cannonball. <laughs> and they're arguing over the band that did the number in the beginning. And God's saying they don't belong in hell just because they don't pray. They have touching songs. <laughs> That's what he said. <laughs> I'm like, is that how it works? <laughs> Just gotta write some touching songs, you know? Dance with me, dance with me. They started. Singing. That's what they started. They go right back into the right kids. To the singing. And then, next story. Everybody's got something to do. Everybody but you. Doesn't it sound like a commercial? Like they're drinking Pepsi, like a Pepsi commercial. It seems like a very, very hokey kind of thing. Totally. Yeah, but I mean, it's catchy, you know? So, 
Uh, then they talk about the next case, which is Greta Connors and Greta Connors. There's a dude that slips like $400 in this popcorn girl's shirt at a carnival. And she's supposed to be playing this really young girl. And he's this rich millionaire who just likes to use people and like fucking turn them into porn stars, apparently, because that's what she becomes. That's what happens. <laughs> and he's like, she's like, hey, you can't buy me. And then he's like, oh, yeah, here's another. Here's another. Here's another. And she's like, OK, off she goes. And yeah. Then, yeah then I'm a porno star. Yeah. And then apparently the guy who bought her, she stays around for the money, but never gets her fame. So she wants to be a movie star or something. And that's why he turns her into a porn star because it's like this halfway thing for her. Yeah. And, and get this. Okay. So the guy, so somewhere at a bar in the same town that these movies are being made, they're hanging out at a bar, a local bar where a bunch of dudes are watching real to real porn. Cause you know, that's how we do it. <laughs> like nothing drinking and jerking off your friends when you're down in the hole in the wall down the street, you know, <laughs> Like I'm, it's like, is that how it used to be? I don't know. Like when you're watching porn, it's not like entertaining. Do you know what I mean? Like what, what, are, you, what are you watching? Like you, I don't. But have you ever fallen in love? Yeah, with the girl. Right, he falls in love with the fucking porn star, which is her. the girl, the popcorn I'm, girl. I need to find her, and right. he does. Right, yeah, and you, you know, random dude falls in love with Greta because he sees a porno film, love story. You know, like any good dude, he goes out and stalks the shit out of her. <laughs> To find her and where she's working and, you know, easily just stares at her across the room and she's, uh, they're supposed to be playing piano, right? Right. Isn't she some performance? She, yeah, she wants to be a musician, like a classical musician or something. That was her whole Yeah, and then all of a sudden it's just a, this huge jump. They stare at each other. They don't even have a, she comes over to him and the next thing they snap and she's getting, it's the day before they're getting married or they got married. And they're living in a house together. And he's like, where's this piano from? And she's like, oh, some guy gave it to me. And he's like, well, what the hell? Why would Guys it... just give me things. Yeah. I don't know why. She said that, didn't she? Yeah. And the movie, it's funny because that whole scene where it cuts to it, she's playing Mary Had a Little Lamb. And I immediately think, I'm like thinking to myself, like, she doesn't play piano, really. Obviously. She was like, well, actually, I know how to play Mary Had a Little Lamb. <laughs> And they were like, well, yeah, we'll use that. You're hired. You're hired, yeah. <laughs> so they're like, we'll use movie magic to make you seem like a genius. And this is a fucking person who does topless fucking piano playing. You'd think she'd be pretty good at it. Mary Had a Little Lamb isn't exactly, it's like the first song you learn. It isn't like Beethoven or anything. <laughs> that would, I would be impressed. I would go to that bar. Anyway, he suggests that they go out to eat together and like being doing the sweet guy thing, right? And she's like, I have all I want to eat right here. Oh. You just keep getting it up and then bam, sex. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, wow, they have a really solid relationship. <laughs> it's a really strong foundation. <laughs> the bond there is really strong, especially after that two-year jump cut you know that we got in the movie so and that's how they ended up at the death club yes which the death club we, my god oh my god they have a club complete with kool-aid on the table by the way did you yeah notice? i didn't notice that though i was like uh-huh they have kool-aid 
delicious. <laughs> <laughs> but it's a club for people who've come close to dying, so they tempt fate to get close to it again. Yeah, it's so weird. Like death junkies. Yeah. Like they're like, ah, I got a rush off of that, so now I need to get another rush. Where am I going to get my next fix? And they don't even do drugs. They just fucking, that's how they get off. They do these wild things, like roulette. Like it's like Crash, that movie Crash, you remember? No. Yeah, David Cronenberg movie, I think it was, where he, um, where they like get a rush from getting in an accident, almost losing their life. So they like fuck, oh, they like fuck in the car. Right. Okay, and there's like Rosanna Arquette and then James Spader and shit all like making out with that one dude. I can't remember. <laughs> it was a weird movie. Not the crash movie with the like, you know, political. Uh, yeah, that was what I was thinking. Yeah, of. not that one. No. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the, this was the fucking cool thing, though, right? Like they pull out this Taz. What do they call it? A Tanzanian death beetle. Which looks a hell of a lot like a wasp. Yeah, it looks like a like wasp. Like a giant wasp. <laughs> it's like, a murder hornet. <laughs> there was, if they knew what was up. The seal has been broken. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, but it's like all claymation and stupid. But they yeah. even actually made like a practical effects one, right? So it was like a puppet or something? Yeah, oh, I think it was a puppet. It was I all in her faces. It was just definitely, it has a stinger, so it's definitely not a beetle. <laughs> you know, it, 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 it's it's claymation, and if anyone moves, this is their thing. They're like, if anyone moves, either to attract, it could attract it or dissuade it, then you lose. But the beetle flies around the room, like, in 15 frames per clay second, and, like... <laughs> It lands on someone's arm here and there and then eventually flies out the window, which everybody was like, oh, God, we waited. You know, we're good. Yeah, it's, everything's good. And like, I'm thinking to myself, like, why is Greta and her recent boyfriend or husband or whatever they are right. hanging out at this? Why would he right. even tolerate this? Yeah, it's Because he, he owns her. He doesn't want her to leave him. I guess. I don't know, but Glenn, the guy who is Greta's boyfriend or husband or whatever, he gets pissed and he gets up, but they like follow the beetle out the mm -hmm. window, the camera does or whatever, and there's like another couple like fucking out in the garden or something <laughs> like that, <laughs> and it stings the dude's face and his face swells up and pops on the girl. <laughs> yeah, that was that was cool. That, that was, was cool. disgusting. I was like, yes, more of that, please. Right. <laughs> I don't care how ridiculous it looks. <laughs> but they mentioned that, you know, Myers, the guy who's like bought the girl and everything, doesn't want Glenn around, but he plays nice anyway. That's what they, they were talking about, right? Mm -hmm. I'm kind of curious, like, what this whole movie would be like. Would you watch this kind of thing? Oh, the whole one? Yeah, because I wonder if they have, yeah, like, more know. death scenes and stuff. Because there was, like, characters that weren't there anymore, and then they pop up. Right, I don't know. So then they go to the super death computer yeah dude that shit was hilarious yeah that was funny so they like hooked themselves up almost like a uh like a, a the electrical chair yeah sort of it had the head thing they put the ring around their head right did they call it the super death computer i, I think so it. yeah okay. it even like had a face and shit which was weird <laughs> so then the computer like randomly chooses somebody to electrocute it was much? like talking too right yeah i forget what it was saying did you write that down yeah it's it's basically like death robot roulette mm -hmm. so everybody wears the heads the the band 
hands around their head and then it spins for each person. It's like, okay, your turn. And then if it's green, they get a light shock. Mm -hmm. If it's red, then they get the full blast. Right. And the one guy got the full blast and his head just started melting. (laughs) Yeah, which was pretty awesome. It was pretty cool. It kind of looked like like he like crumpled up like a fucking raisin or something like that. They obviously like melted a doll head or something. Did you catch what he said right before he died too? What did he say? So the one guy gets picked and he's like, Miss Marshall, excuse me while I smoke. (laughs) I missed that. And then he's like screaming and shaking constantly. And like you could see sparks shoot out of underneath his eyes. Mm -hmm. Like because it's obviously not a real person, but it's like it just looks kind of cool. Right. And then the guy telling the story, there's like some voice. I yeah. guess it's it's the guy, oh, Glenn. It's or it's the conductor. It's somebody in the train. Oh, okay. Who's narrating. Okay. But they they uh they finally leave Mayor because like they decide that he's bad for them or something, and they go to right. get married the next day, and that's when they flash back to the scene where she's at the piano and then banging and getting naked, and they get woken up by a bunch of thugs who show up at the house and try to attack him in like this really shitty fight scene. Right. <laughs> And that ends with them throwing a fucking tiny net on him. <laughs> That's right. A fucking a Batman fucking tiny net, dude. <laughs> <laughs> it's not even big enough to cover him. It was ridiculous. They were like, well, this will work. <laughs> like, dude, this is, this is cartoonish. Like, what is going on? So then it looks like Myers isn't happy about her leaving. So the death club has another game to play where a wrecking ball is put in the center of a room on a rope. And every time they push it, like this, this thing pushes it around in a circle and it will touch these sharp. Um, I don't know what they were. They were like, sh- like a, like clippers. Mm-hmm. You know, when you do the hedge clippers. Yeah. It was like, it was like there's two oh, blades okay. that slide next to each other and right. they're kind of sharp. Right. Um, but they set them up on two sides of the room so that every time the rope passed on this 10,000 pound fucking ball, that's a wrecking ball. Right. It gets, it gets pushed by a motor to spin around. And while they all lay in sleeping bags on the ground so that, that it'll fall on one of their heads. And each, <laughs> it's so God. stupid, but it's kind of so cool. Stupid. It reminded me like a cartoon. Yeah, like, it's know? like a Batman thing. That's what yeah, it reminds yeah, me it of. Really, yeah, this whole thing. Was. Like if they didn't show the gore. Right. Like those are like Batman, like fucking, right. oh, Batman, what are we going to do? I don't know. Like we got to save them or something, you know? <laughs> but there's this like this one guy who's like all into it. He's like really into it. And he's just laughing the whole time. Yes, yes. Squish my head. Yeah. Squish my head. <laughs> and then like it falls on some chick's head and she's all crazy too. Right. And she's like, yeah, and it crushes her head and splashes fucking Glenn's face. Do you think they would get sad if it, like, missed and it fell, like, in between two people? That's what I was thinking. I was like, but what if it rolled? It would probably crush their head anyway. It's 10,000 pounds. I don't 
no, but it might like jump over the thing and then it's just total waste. Right. I was thinking that too, but this is a movie. So yeah. (laughs) But then they just cut. That's it. That's the end of the segment. And then the God and the devil are like talking about how Greta and the devil's pissed. He didn't get Greta. Well, God (laughs) says you can't have her because she, she became good in the end. Right. And the conductor says the train is called, that's where he says the train is called the heavenly express, but others call it Satan's cannonball. And we were like, ding. We were like, ooh, that's a horror <laughs> shot. So then the next case, the last final case, guys, don't worry. It's almost over. I promise you. Our painful dialogue will soon end. Okay. So the next case, Claire Hansen, that's the name of the, the, the person that they're battling for her soul. Mm-hmm. She's a doctor. Right. And she's dreaming all of a sudden about Nazis who are eating food. And then a guy comes in and says, you aren't meeting the quota. And then shoots the violinist behind them. He's like, now your quota is filled. <laughs> I'm like, oh, God. <laughs> Just like the cops. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> wow. But she wakes up all scared. And next we see an old Jewish man, I presume, although it's very kind of problematic in that department because they like... They totally put a nose on him. Yeah, like a fake nose and like all this like... It's like very characteristic. Yeah, which would not fly. Yeah, it would not fly these days. But back in the day, you know, they did stuff like that. But he sees like the same Nazi who killed a lot of people on the TV. So he tells the cops and the cop is like, well, I can't do anything about it because the guy hasn't aged in 35 years. (laughs) He's like, they're not going to believe me when I say that. And then he wouldn't even investigate it. It's like, I know you're a cop, but come on. Well, they do go investigate it because he's watching the show live on TV. He sees like the mic in front of him. They go down to where it's being filmed and then they question the guy and then or see him. And then they he's just like, yeah, I can't do anything about it. And then the guy, the the old Jewish man, he takes it into his own hands. But he goes out there to try to kill that guy and he goes in the house. But I don't know how the hell he knew where he lived. First of all, it's it's beyond me how he figured right. that out the same night. <laughs> and he goes in and sees like this weird monster. And then the young Nazi who ends up shooting him instead. And you see the bullet come out his back. It's really confusing. Mm-hmm. It like flashes this girl's this weird demon woman's face. And then I don't know if he's one and the same or like what's going on. It's so funny too through this whole segment. I'm like, what the fuck does this have to do with this Clara Hansen doctor? Like, right. Really, She's like, like in it for 10 seconds and then everything else is about everybody else. Yeah. That's what I was talking about. Yeah. So, but now that you said it, it was a different movie. I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. So. Richard Mole returns in this one, by the way, too. He's the husband of Claire Hansen, and he's writing a book called God is Dead, and he wants to build a society without God, without having to worship as some sort of God. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's an atheist, basically. Right. So he doesn't believe in either or. There's this random guy that just shows up at his door, a Mr. Papini, and he tries to sway him. He's like telling him that he's headed towards hell. And he tells him to get the fuck out of his house. And then <laughs> later outside at night, Mr. Papini is eating by a dumpster when like six officers like harass the shit out of him. 
He's like, what, they're like, what are you doing? He's like, I'm protecting Mr. Hansen from the devil, which then the officers start scuffling and grabbing him. And one of the officers is like, hey, watch my glasses in this funny voice. <laughs> Wait, do it again. Say it hey, again. Hey, watch my glasses. That's what he said. That's how he right, said that, it. That is. <laughs> those little tiny things i don't know but that was like kind of weird and then they put him in i think i think the next up we see that old young nazi guy at a club and he like picks up a girl this is the freaky part this was really weird he picks up this girl he takes her back to his place and she's in bed already like completely nude sipping on some champagne and he's sitting in a chair across from her and it's almost like they're like ready to, you know, get it on or something. I don't know why they're like chilling, you know, yeah. like, like, how did it get to that point? But anyway, she must have took her own clothes off. He starts taking off his shoe all slow and she looks down and it reveals a weird, hairy ass cloven hoof. <laughs> <laughs> she started screaming. <laughs> She's like, all scared. Did she start running like she was running down the hall? I think she gets hit or something, but she yeah. gets dumped out on the curb elsewhere. Because <laughs> yeah. there's this guy that's like, he's like, I'm waiting for her. I don't care. I'm waiting for her until she gets back. Oh, that's right. Like some guy that liked her and he's mad that she went off with some other dude. Mm-hmm. And then uh, she gets dumped out on the curb right by him. So does this guy just like pick up chicks to show him his one hoof? I know. And why the fuck did he show his hooves to yeah. her anyway and let her live? Yeah. What the hell? I don't think Satan works like that. <laughs> her friend, she's she's all fucked up about it and heads to his house to like snoop around when a statue comes to life in like full... 15 frames per second of claymation glory and it steps on his little claymation body which was so funny dude it didn't look real at all but it was so cool like i just i just love that they did it like they didn't give a fuck right maybe that was an added thing for this segment since they're cutting up the movie. They're like, we've got to do this fast and cheap. Right? And in between, like, and this is the longest segment, by the way, because it's like, you know, obviously got more story than we got in any of the other ones. Right. And the cop, the same cop that was in the beginning that, like, he's investigating and he knows something's up because the, the fucking Nazi guy and the guy disappeared and they don't know what happened to him or something. So the cop shows up to give the devil hell. <laughs> <laughs> Which is pretty much like pointless. And then Claire, the case lady, this this episode that this is supposed to be about this this right. particular segment, wakes up and goes to the closet because she hears like some sort of creaking when all of a sudden she's locked in and demons come up pouring up out of the ground, which is really cool looking. Yeah, that was a cool scene. Like it, it just wasn't very atmospheric. Right. It just looked like blah. Right. Blah. <laughs> blah. Blah. Say blah. <laughs> Blah, blah, demons, blah. Yeah, it was just like, but it looked really cool. Like, if that were in a fucking music video, I would have been like, oh, my God, this is sick. You know, <laughs> like, I don't know, maybe I'll, I'll use it in something in the future. Yeah. <laughs> but it was cool looking. It turns out that uh, Claire is apparently a devout Christian, by the way, which is kind of surprising since her husband is an atheist. Right. Yeah, we had that conversation. How are they, like... I don't know. Back in the day, people were less pushy about it i guess oh, maybe well, if, if you're devout catholic you would want to be with someone who's gonna well who knows i don't know yeah whatever oh, don't well, judge them okay she was a doctor so you know christina maybe don't was... judge them <laughs> all right 
And now all of a sudden she, she's she's a warrior nun who wields a piece of <laughs> Jesus's wood box. <laughs> That's right. The priest gave the priest gave her some of the cross. Dude, what the fuck was that scene all about? I she goes know. to talk to this priest, guys. <laughs> And and he's like, you are a warrior or something like that for God or something. You're a warrior. And the floor where she's sitting opens up and light comes pouring out like Jesus. And I'm like, why would it come out of the ground, first of all? Wouldn't yeah. that be like hell? But no, maybe it was where the box was hidden in the church. Right. And by magic, God's magic came yeah. through the floor. And all this light and smoke come through and push up through the floor. And she's like, ah. Oh. <laughs> I don't know if this was the uh, oh, that's not the Little part. Mermaid. Oh, <laughs> was that the Little Mermaid? I have no idea. Yeah, I that's what that's from. <laughs> it's but it's this like like ornate box. But I'm just thinking to myself like this fucking movie, man. Like what is going on? <laughs> then all over the place. Mister Papini goes to a temple and some lady in the white is there, but turns into a freak and she starts calling herself Ishtar and blows him down the stairs and the beach opens up as he's like rolling out onto the beach or it was a lighthouse that's what it was right. it was a lighthouse he rolls out onto the beach a spider demon comes out and pulls him into the hole a claymation spider demon by the way but it looked cool as shit it did, it did. I thought it was cool but then the cop and his partner get blown up in a car outside of Olivier's house, the Nazi guy. Uh-huh. That's Satan, apparently, that has hairy hooves for feet. Right. That he's really proud of. Yeah. <laughs> but the atheist guy, Richard Mole's character, meets up with Olivier and the Nazi, the Nazi guy, and they ask him to join their Satan club. <laughs> and he's like, I don't believe in Satan any more than I believe in God. <laughs> and Olivier's like isn't too pleased about this so he plays a game with him and he's like recant recant now (laughs) like take it back take it back he's like recant now before my scarf touches the ground (laughs) i forgot about that because he's like up on the fucking like thing and he's like holds the scarf up all dainty and he drops it and it hits the floor it, it turns into a, the same large demon that was outside of Olivier's house that stepped on that guy mm-hmm. and shoots a ball of red out of his hand and it, it hits Richard Maul and suddenly it goes from Richard Maul reacting to a puppet claymation <laughs> thing falling onto a cross, which is in the room, I guess, because I don't know. Why would he have the cross? Why would he be in a church, first of all? I thought he wouldn't be able to walk into church. Or is that vampires? I don't know. I don't know. I think you would think evil just can't... Yeah, go into church. Like, Damien can't go into church. But uh, technically, never mind. See, he's really powerful. And if he is too powerful, why the fuck did he get hit by a car? Right. (laughs) And that's how he died, almost. But the cool thing before that, though, like, before he gets hit by a car, like, seeing Richard Mull's character, like, get thrown against the cross and then melt. Because, like, every person that the the, this guy, Olivier, the Nazi devil guy or whatever, Mm -hmm. every time somebody gets marked by him or they're either going to die if they get the 666 on them or Mm -hmm. they get it after they die, which is just really weird. Didn't make any sense. (laughs) But it was cool because, like, they show um, Richard Mull's character, his head's, like, melted, and then you see the 666 glowing on his head, this claymation Mm -hmm. head. (laughs) But it's still cool. I thought it was cool looking. 
Um, but yeah, Olivier gets hit by a car and the Claire girl that this segment's supposed to be about, I guess, tries to cut out his heart, but she's tricked into killing her assistant. Right. Satan tricked her. Yeah. He's a tricker de tricker de true. It's like annoying. Yeah, it is kind of dumb. <laughs> yeah. No, but that was the best one of the three. It really was. So it's like, whatever, I'll take it because it had so many silly things in it. Right. But back to the purgatory train or fucking whatever. Dance with me, dance with me. Yeah. Oh, my God. Did they do another number right there? Yeah, they did. Didn't they end it uh, on the number? And he was like, oh, it's dawn. And then the, the train wrecks, and it's very obviously a toy train. Right. <laughs> very, very obvious. It's pretty bad looking, but it doesn't matter at this point, you know? Right. But the band won't stop singing the same song. Dance with me, dance with me. They get thrown about, and you see all their bodies piled up next to the train or something. Isn't that what it was? I don't know. I remember their bodies laying about or something. I thought they just, they showed the train going off into the distance, and that was it. That was after, because they started the train back up. Hearts. Oh, okay. Yeah, it was like that Polar Express-looking train going off into the the sky. Right. Yeah. (laughs) it's like i guess god is like you can't have claire because she tried to be good all the way up into the end you know and uh and the devil's mad and it's like god wins again i don't know but it was it that was a pretty interesting fucking movie to say the least it really was it was just interesting. there was some crazy shit that happened in that movie and there's some funny scenes so i mean it is enjoyable in Mm -hmm. that regards it's not great Mm -hmm. but you know, like I said, if you guys are interested in that kind of stuff, it's it's kind of bizarre. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, and I thought the first movie was more was bizarre, but this one is even more. And like, I kind of want to watch those full movies now and, and I'll probably not like them. You probably. Know? Just because they're not like as good. Right. But if there's more deaths in them, then maybe and more claymation. Got to get more claymation. Maybe you should research it. You pretty researched it, I'm sure you can figure yeah. it out. Yeah. I don't know if Ray Harryhausen was on board because it didn't look like it. <laughs> <laughs> but the claymation sufficed, you know what I mean? So But what did you guys think, man? Like what did you guys think of these movies? I would love to hear what you guys think in the comment section down below. I know some of these are uh, not everybody's favorite movies when we do these ones, but I love talking about them because we just laugh so much watching these movies and just kinda like like to make fun of them in our loving way but uh i would love to hear if you've seen these before and if you haven't are you going to watch them and if you if you have watched them come back let us know i really want to hear i think that's it for this week i don't know if we've decided what we're going to watch next week have we no yeah we don't know what we're going to do next week but we'll figure it out and post it up on the socials uh, our social media so you definitely want to follow us on like reddit instagram facebook twitter all of the links are located down below you can just click on the episode link and it'll take you directly to the btv layer (laughs) (laughs) but we will be back next week with a brand new episode with some fucked up movies or something maybe we'll go a little bit newer i don't know we'll figure it out we'll let you know so but anyway guys thank you so much for coming by and as always long live point So...